Well, good morning and welcome to The Drive. Driving to work in Mobile, Alabama. Hope you're doing well today or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. But this week I wanted to take a look at the book of Philippians. Now, I'm not going to go through the whole book. These are only 10-minute podcasts. And, you know, usually we talk about biblical views, uh, principles, truths, um, worldview, kinds of things, right? Things from our perspective, things from God's perspective, according to His Word. But I want to take a look at the book of Philippians and sort of select some scriptures, really, that speak, because the book of Philippians is awesome. I mean, it's great. It's amazing because this book is known for being the book of joy. So you think the person who wrote it, the Apostle Paul, was like on vacation, retired, just relaxing, uh, you know, on the shore, just soaking up this. You, you think he's in this state of happiness. And so because I'm so happy, I'm going to make you guys happy by encouraging you. You think he was encouraged by his circumstances. So it caused him to write a book about joy or a book that brings joy, an encouraging book. But Paul was in prison. This is the most astounding thing. That even though Paul's circumstances were dark, he was in prison. He was, he was not in ideal circumstances. But we, we have this letter to the Philippians that is incredibly encouraging as he's in prison. It's crazy. And, and I believe one of the running themes in the book of Philippians just is encouragement. I think we need to be encouragers, unconditional encouragers, despite our circumstances. Oftentimes we look around and we, we want to take instead of give. Like, give me encouragement. I need encouragement. Do you see my life? you see what I'm going through? you see what I'm struggling with? But as believers, we're not called to just take, take, take. And that includes encouragement, exhortation. We are to give encouragement as well. And so I love the book of Philippians. It's such an encouraging and uplifting book. And again, the background, the backbone behind it is the fact that even in dire circumstances, we can live like we're delivered. We can live with a hope and an expectation knowing that God is working. And that's Paul. That's what Paul did. But in Philippians chapter 1, after the introduction, Paul basically says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine, making a request for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing that he who's begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. That's Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 to 7. And how amazing is this? The fact that Paul, the Apostle Paul, was praying for these guys. Every time he remembered them, he prayed for them. And he was requesting the prayers with joy. And so every time he prayed for them, it wasn't like, I have to pray for them. This is a downer. They're doing horrible. He was like joyful in praying for them. And I think that's a challenge for us because it's like, okay, am I joyful when I pray for people? Or is it like, oh, they came to my mind again. I got to pray for them, I guess. Do you know what I'm saying? We want to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice, right? And so Paul was actually joyful to pray for these guys. And he let them know, I'm praying for you. 
And don't you love that, you guys? Like, when someone lets you know I'm praying for you, like, they're like, I'm praying for your situation, that thing that you shared with me, I'm praying for you. And, like, the next time you see them, they're like, how you doing on that? That is just such a comfort to me because we all need prayer. Not just to receive prayer, uh uh-uh. We're called to give prayer, to pray for others, to intercede on behalf of other people, right? And so Paul's praying for these guys with joy for the fellowship of the gospel. You know, the, the unity that there is in the truth that saves souls. I mean, mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Again, just encouragement. Total biblical encouragement from Paul. And one of the things I want to touch on really for the rest of the time is in verse... Six. I mean, this is something, you guys, that we all need to hear and remind ourselves and read and pray in all the time. When Paul's writing to this guy, he's like, hey, I'm praying for you with joy, the fellowship of the gospel. This is awesome. But listen to this again. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. That is just pure biblical hope. Isn't it? He's saying that work that God's begun in you, it's going to be completed. Like, don't worry. Don't stress. Don't fear. Don't be stumbled. Don't stop what you're doing in living for the Lord. Continue on. Don't you love that? Man, I love that. Paul's just giving these guys hope upon hope, letting them know their work is not in vain. And I think someone needs to know that today. Your work for the Lord is not in vain. What you're doing in the name of the Lord, how you're reflecting Him, how you're representing Him, is not in vain. God sees it. Now, no one else might see it. No one else might be like, good job, buddy. Good job, girl. Like, no one else might see it at all, but God sees it. And I would say as we look at this verse, that He, he would encourage us to be like, Continue on. That work that you're doing, it's good. It's a good work. It's not in vain. It's not for nothing, you know? It's going to serve its purpose. Don't grow weary in well-doing, you know, like Peter said. Man, I love that. So know that work that you're doing, that thing that you're doing, as you're on the road of God's will right now, You know, even if it seems monotonous, even if you get tired, even if you grow weary, like, God sees, like, He's going to complete that work. It's going to get done. Don't lose heart. And Paul goes on in verse 7 of Philippians 1, Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense of confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. So, in his chains, it's confirmation of the gospel. People want to veil the gospel. They want to stop the spread of the gospel. Because what does it do? It changes hearts. It transforms lives. It does miracles. It does great things. So Paul's like, I'm not in prison in for nothing like I'm, I'm here for the further into the gospel this is why I'm here for my faith but I'm not going to stop don't you love it this is just confirmation that I'm doing what God wants me to do sometimes when we step out for the Lord that's when opposition starts everything's going fine and then we start to do work for the Lord all of a sudden oh spiritual battle 
That's right. The enemy doesn't want me to do anything good thing for God, you know? But you see Paul's heart here. He wants to see them, his affection for them, his affection for Christ and for them. He longs to see them. Paul loved people. He loved the people he was ministering to. Whoever you're ministering to, just just keep loving them. And listen to this. In verse 9, he says, And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in the knowledge of all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense till the day of Christ Jesus, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. Listen to that. I love that. And this I pray. Again, he goes on. This is, this is what he's praying. That your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and discernment. So knowing the truth, but then relaying the truth with love. Our love needs to abound because it's the avenue that we get the gospel out. It's not just about head knowledge, right? It's about action from the heart. Truth and love right there. So as I pray more and more, and let's pray that for ourselves, guys, that our love would abound more and more. So much so that we can't help but share the truth because we love people and we want to see them saved. We want to see their souls saved and secure for heaven. May that be our prayer for ourselves and for others, for the church. That we would truly reach out to this lost and broken world. That we would reach out with love. But not forget the gospel either. Because love without truth is empty. Truth without love is angry. So we need both for that balance of the truth. We need both. So man, Paul encouraging these guys from prison. He should be the one to be discouraged and this should be a letter of him complaining. Like, break me out, guys. Help me. This sucks. But this is a letter of encouragement and hope and joy even though he's in prison, which shows us that circumstances, they don't dictate the level of joy that we have. Our joy comes from above. It comes from the Lord. And so we can actually be encouragers even in the midst of times when we're going through difficulties. Because God encourages us and we encourage others. And that's the natural flow of things. It's amazing, guys. So that was Philippians chapter 1, verse 1 to 11. God bless you guys and we'll talk to you next time.